the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Micah Coop. Well, hello and thank you for joining us today. You're listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630 KSLR. And you've joined us for our Church of the Week feature. We're excited to have you with us today. Thankful that you uh, tuned in to the station to hear something that is amazing that we get to do every single week, which is sit down with some pastors and spiritual leaders in our community and introduce them to you, people that are doing great things for the kingdom of God right here in San Antonio. And today we have with us the pastors of New Life Fellowship in Universal City. Uh, New Life Fellowship in Universal City. It is Pastor Dwayne and Devin Lowe. Uh, Thank you guys so much for being with us today. Good to be with you. It's an honor, man. Well, uh, it's an honor to have you guys here and and be able to talk about what God's doing in our great city and and around uh, the northeast side there. But before we get into all that, uh, Pastor Dwayne, why don't you just tell us a little bit about how you got to San Antonio? Well, I uh, have always had a call in my life to for missions and didn't realize that San Antonio would be a part of my life until I was invited to uh, host or rather not host but be a part of a, an event that was hosted by a church on the south side and and uh, we had a wonderful meeting several young people came to the lord and on our way out of san antonio my wife and i had uh, agreed that you know because of the landscape from houston to san antonio that <laughs> wasn't necessarily where we'd like to be right. in ministry and so we agreed that we would never move to texas <laughs> We learned from that event never to say never. Right. And uh, immediately uh, the Lord began to talk to me as I adjusted the rearview rear view mirror, and I could see San Antonio in the night lights. And he said, that's where I'm sending you. And for 600-plus miles, I began to just weep, and the burden just grabbed my heart. And, and uh, from that point forward, God just began to work out supernatural events that just paved the way within five months i was in san antonio wow so obviously uh if you're listening to the program you can tell that uh, pastor Dwayne is not from texas um you you obviously came from somewhere down south uh where 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 were you from where were you transplanted from south mississippi all right so are you an old miss fan not no more. <laughs> <laughs> Not no more. You can't say it on air anyway, right? Because then everyone will be upset. <laughs> we're we're completely Texans now. All right, all right. And and Devin, were you born here, raised here? Um, uh, not born. I was born uh, in South Mississippi, also. But uh, actually, it was at that. It was at that uh, um, youth revival, youth meeting, youth, youth camp. retreat. Yes, yeah. that I feel like I was born. You know, because that was where I came to God. And sorry, man, <laughs> didn't know this was an emo- emotional interview. <laughs> but that's where I found Christ and was born again. And so, 
I was born in Texas in a way, if born you will. Born again in Texas. There you go. So I feel like I'm Texas all the way Yeah, that's, that's good. That, that, that You can start a saying, you know, we were born in other places, but to be born again, you have to come to Texas. There so. you go. God's country. <laughs> yeah, God's country. So um, so you, you came to Texas. The Lord the Lord called you to San Antonio and, and uh, obviously just picking up and leaving everything uh, from, from South Mississippi and, and coming here couldn't have been an easy thing. But can you talk about how the Lord transitioned you? Uh, supernaturally from there to here? Uh, well, keep in mind, my wife hadn't heard what I heard after we had agreed that we would never come to Texas. <laughs> and, you know, Texas was like another country to us uh, at that point. Uh, we were just settled in South Mississippi and a lot of family, a lot of connections, and sure. working for the kingdom and God doing wonderful things. But two weeks afterwards, uh, after her having a season of prayer, she come out of a prayer meeting you know, with the ladies and and weeping, she came to me and, and said, I know where we're going now. And when she said Texas, you know, it just kind of, it started a very wow. powerful uh, series of events. And from that point forward, it's just prophetic utterances, that confirmations with people I did not know, uh, that my own pastor and, and uh, uh administration there at where we were from didn't know and they they begin to realize this is inevitable this is mm. going to happen right and uh and i just had this feeling that january the first of 92 and this is in um, late august that we were going to be here in, wow. in, in san antonio area and um uh, but we had five major things that were standing in our way that says you cannot go uh, I had owned a business and had some challenges as far as the uh, 1986 recession, mm-hmm. and we were just clearing some things out of the way. Uh, had good credit, had good reputation in, in Columbia. It's just the challenges had had me holding some things over my head that I had to deal with. And sure. God began to wipe those out and, and made way for us to come in January the 1st. And, uh, uh it's, it, it's supernatural things, such as uh, when we were leaving uh, Columbia, headed this way, a man that I never really knew personally, just by acquaintance, had always been watching my wife and I. And he invited us by his office because he had gotten wind, and he didn't even go to our church. And uh, he had gotten wind that we were leaving to, to start a, a mission work in san antonio texas and so he invited me to his office and 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 told me he said man that's like moving to a foreign country he said i i I respect you for doing that and he gave him an envelope and in that envelope was a 500 hundred dollar check and uh and i was thankful i mean anything that we could get to help support because we you know the lord had told me that son you're going to work for me and i love working i was never lazy and 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 so I had a profession. I was I had owned a carpet uh, warehouse, and we laid flooring and ceramics and and built designer rugs. And so, work was what I enjoyed doing, providing mm-hmm. for my family. And so, I'm trying to believe him <laughs> on the fact that I'm going to work for him and not work a secular job. But I was ready to do the secular thing and excited about providing for my family. And and uh, but this brother gave me a check, and that kind of validated something because. You know, every month for the next 10 years, that brother sent a $500 check. Wow. And uh, when we when we got here to San Antonio, 
the, after the a couple of weeks, uh, I'm getting tithing from people we have not met to this day that were that were somehow getting it through my wind in my vehicle wow. and was laying on my front uh, driver's side seat every Monday morning. It would be there. Wow. And a 90 year old man that lived in the the uh, the uh, Buckingham Village Mobile Point Park, Mobile Home Park. He would he would send us groceries every week for the first couple of months. Uh, I mean, bags of groceries, wow. things, and interesting enough, things that we personally liked that wow. we hadn't communicated to him, and I, I hadn't met him yet. And he's doing this, and we get to meet him and his family, and their family became a very important part of supporting. Wow. And so it's just little things like that that just validated. And I tried to to work a secular job and it didn't work out <laughs> and uh but uh from that point forward after being here for two months we were in a storefront within two months wow. and within six months probably between 60 and 80 people regularly coming to service and god just made a way that uh I, I st- to this day it has to be god wow and Devin, you were watching this the whole time uh what what was Kind of going through your mind, going through all this experience, watching uh, from, from your dad come, your mom come, from nothing, just the call of the Lord to come to San Antonio, and, and the Lowe family is here, uh, watching God provide time and time again for the, the, the birth of New Life Fellowship. Well, at eight years old, I wasn't interested in the church. <laughs> I was more interested in the fact that um, we had been pulled away from our home, and so at eight years old, I was kind of bitter being in Texas away from my family and from my friends and um, was just kind of like uh, going on the journey with them. Um, and then as I, as I grew um, and got closer to God, I just began to uh, realize the significance of what had happened, hmm. you know, in my childhood. And uh, I, I remember uh, there was a pivotal moment in which the burden of my father became my burden and uh and so it was it was a it was a long journey a long road um difficult one at times but i I really i'm 31 years old two years ago um i was 29 which was the age of my father when he came here and at that age having a family and children myself i begin to realize the significance of that call and what God had done to uh, bring him here to San Antonio and, and just the, the, the faith that it took to come here. And so, man, I, I, I really don't know what he was thinking. It <laughs> definitely had to be a God thing because at, at 29, 31 years old, I, uh, you know, I, I, it would have to be a God thing for me to, to pick up my family and move to, as he said, a, a foreign country, right. if you will, and, um, and, and do something you know that bold. So, so you've uh, you've watched all these things happen, and now um, you guys are working together to build New Life Fellowship. And uh, man, I just, I just find that so amazing that uh, a father and son could be building a, a ministry together and working together. Um, what are, what are the dynamics of that like for uh, for you as a, as a son, Devin, coming into something that you've watched your father build for twenty years and and trying to trying to help him to the next level with it? Well, the, the dynamics early on were really um, difficult because what we were experiencing and what I was experiencing in my personal walk and just discovering who God is in my life as a young man, um, it was 
I began to realize that, you know, what he had done to reach um, the unchurched or lost within our community and just having a burden for people, we were missing something for our young people. And so I kind of entered ministry um, with my dad with the idea of what can we do for our children, for our young people, because it was something, it was an element that was kind of missing while I was growing up in our church. And so that was really my heartbeat coming into it was what can I do to facilitate that side of the ministry? And um, at, over the years, we just realized that, you know, there, it's not a separate ministry. It's the same ministry and that we really um, have to find a way to blend uh, what God's wanting to do in young people's lives with what God's doing in in, in uh, his generation's lives. And so, um, so it's been a wrestling match, to be honest with you. It's been kind of... Um, those up and down times trying to discover, okay, where is, where is this place where even though I'm bringing fresh ideas and new, new things into the church, there's still a, an honor there for him, for the elders of our, our house. And, um, and so those dynamics have just been really, um, you know, interesting to experience. And, yeah. you know, personally, as a young man still, I feel, um, God is, God used that to help mature me. He, I don't want to say protected me from, but he encouraged me um, to instead of going to, you know, Bible colleges and and going that path as a young man, he encouraged me to stay up under his wing and um, just get involved and in, in mainly learn the ropes of ministry through serving with him, serving yeah. beside him and under him. And so it's been a a different type of dynamic, but it's been really I think it's been the will of God for us and, and what God's wanting to do in our house and yeah. in the area that he's planted us. You know, it's such a, a powerful testimony to see God um, spanning generations, you know. Um, it's it's really neat to hear you say that it's the same ministry. You know, it's not about uh, having a bunch of programs or these things, but how do we how do we just reach the entire family and, and all generations? In, in your... Uh, in your scope, Pastor Dwayne, uh, at New Life, what's it been like to, to kind of, as the father of the house, start to raise up the next generation and work directly with them to uh, to see God's uh, God's experience and God's love extend to the to their generation and beyond. Well, uh, I begin to understand a little bit more about what it means to be crucified with Christ, <laughs> and I don't say that facetiously. I, <laughs> I say that with sincerity because I did not realize that every generation is unique. Every generation has unique preferences, like certain colors, certain styles, certain music, mm-hmm. certain lights. And and the Lord called the generation that is before us to, to show the, and blaze the trail on how to be crucified. Deny yourself. Right. And so I began to realize through, you know, just prayerful fellowship with the Lord that that uh, they're not of the devil because they <laughs> like different colors and styles and and music. That God is the one that put that in them, right? And to facilitate that and let them know that they're significant became the challenge for me. And mm. denying myself and my personal preferences was something that God wanted me to do, right? And to look at the value of the next generation because they're the church of now. 
and that he'd given me an opportunity to shoulder that generation. And maybe I'm not going to reach some of the things that I can see that is on the horizon, but they can be a part of it, and I can be a part by encouraging them to to take that and uh, live in it and be who God says they are. And so that's been the challenge for me. And, sure. and, and so it's it's been a... Uh, you know, bittersweet thing, but yet I found out that uh, that's where the Lord's at. Sure, come go with me, and so I've I've been going with him on a journey that I didn't necessarily agree with at first, <laughs> but I do know it's right. Right, right. And the significance of my son is he's going to realize and, and be part of something much bigger than than I can be a part of. But I get to be a part of that just by seeing it be lived out through him. Absolutely. We're here with uh, Pastor Dwayne and Pastor Devin Lowe of New Life Fellowship in Universal City. And as you've been walking through this transgenerational model now where you've, you've brought your son all along beside you, you've partnered up with your dad, and, and you guys are presenting a united front leading together, have you seen any sort of change in dynamics in the congregation, the way that they relate to the next generation or the way that, that the uh, – the now generation, as you call them, begins to respect and honor the older generation. Have you seen any dynamics like that take place? We would call it a purging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've seen a tremendous difference in the dynamics. You know, you, you find out who's really listening and following the Lord. You know, mm-hmm. the, you know, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. Sure. You find out who that group is when you start blending the, uh, the generations together and, and, and each generation doing their part in serving. I know in, in the Old Testament, the, when the ministry turned 50, they begin to serve the next uh, generation that was ministry in the, in the right. temple. Right. And so shifting to that reality in the New Testament, uh, our, our, our generation mm-hmm. in spirit-filled group uh, has been a challenge. But that's why we're empowered by the Spirit sure. to sure. follow Him. And sure. so... Yes, the dynamic is uniquely different, and we had several of the believers that of the my generation that just couldn't handle it, right? And had to go find a, a situation where they could, you know, right. embrace their personal preferences and colors and music and styles, you right? Know? Right, and De- that was okay. And Devin, for you, what's it been like to uh, step into a leadership role and a pastoral role with people that watched you grow up? Man, that's that's been um, that's been challenging, and especially experiencing some of that purging has been challenging uh, to me also. Because uh, you know, as a young man, you know, stepping into leadership, uh, there's obviously if your your father's the pastor, there's there's ideas of you know why you're in that position, why you're doing what you're doing, and right. um, so you have to you have to overcome those those um, those words, those thoughts, those mindsets, and. It's been challenging uh, for for a lot of people that grew up, you know, with me or watched me grow up rather, um, to to accept God's call in my life and and what He's wanting to do uh, through us as a team, Pastor myself, and um, and so it's just been it's it's really been a, a a thing where I'm having to ask God to remind me of who I am. Right. Through through his eyes, who he says I am, and and um and that's almost on a daily basis, man. Sure. It's it's just always, um, really trying to allow what God is saying to just fill me, and that's one of the things that I really appreciate about uh, my dad's heart and what he's always emphasized at our at our 
local church our, at New Life Fellowship is that, you know, what is the what is the Holy Spirit saying to you? And follow that. Don't allow the enemy to speak something else. And and just that dynamic of hearing and following mm. um, is still relevant to the church, to us individually today. That you know that didn't end when Jesus uh, died and when he he. Uh, he ascended, but the, he sent the Holy Spirit to, to literally speak into our lives and and to change um, the way we think, the way we see the, this world. And so um, I've had to I've had to do that, and it's sad that you have to do that in the church because you think <laughs> in the church is where you're going to get encouraged and up, um, you know, lifted up and promoted. And and the fact that right. that's not happening sometimes for for the younger generation sure. is just. It's sad. Yeah, it's still real life and real people. So as long as you have those two things, it, yes. there's, there's going to be real, real struggles. So yes. Well, let's let's uh, let's talk a little bit uh, more about New Life Fellowship and and what you guys are doing there. And tell us what God's doing at the in the congregation and and what He's speaking to uh, to you guys for Universal City and and San Antonio. Well, man, um, I I just right right now we've been really trying to narrow our focus as a church. Um, try not to get too scattered with um, what we want to do because there's so many good things that sure. the church is doing and can do. And uh, for us, we've really just wanted to um, go back to the simplicity of embracing people, of um, making it all about people, especially people that are far from God, um, unfulfilled, whether they don't have a relationship with God or if they're unfulfilled in their faith and they're looking for a place where they can find fulfillment. We want to be that type of open-armed church. And I think that's one thing that you will experience at New Life um, on any given Sunday is you'll come in and you'll feel embraced. You'll feel loved. You'll feel welcomed. And, um, you know, just a few years ago, pastors started just really pushing this message on grace and and the significance of that and how we should be an extension of that in the church. And so whether you're young or old, to me, New Life is is one of those safe places where anyone can feel um, that extension of love and grace and care and compassion. And and so whether, you know, we're hip enough or not isn't really what I'm concerned <laughs> about as much as, you know, how do people feel sure. when they come into the place. Now, I, I love art. I love design. I love cool things, if you will. So I'm always going to, you know, uh, probably from a natural perspective, um, lean towards having that type of atmosphere set up for for um, embracing people of this generation. But I, I don't think that that's more important than people really feeling from across every generation that this is a safe place. This is a place where the love of Christ is just um, is present and, and not just through the spirit and the atmosphere, but through the people also. Right. So I feel like that's something that um, we just have to keep reminding our church, this is what we're about, this is what we do week in and week out. And, and there's other great organizations that we'll partner with to facilitate, you know, food needs, um, um, you know, community needs, you know. So mm-hmm. really looking at it from the standpoint of being a partner in the community, not just isolating ourselves and, and being out there by ourselves trying to, fulfill every need within our community but partnering with other local organizations that are faith-based that are helping people and 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 um just being one of those members of that that bigger body that's that's wonderful Uh, pastor Dwayne, in in what you see the the church doing now and and the forecasting forward uh you want to add anything to what what devin said there no he said it 
He said it pretty clearly, and, and we're passionate about that a- aspect. You know, uh, the theme of hearing and following is is one thing that we encourage people to experience in their life, and 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 to the point that we're not uh, using the Holy Spirit as an excuse to have it at our way. Right. But we're taking care of what we hear the Lord say, and and we're being connected with one another, validating, getting confirmation, right. coming to this big word called unity. Sure, you know, and and I believe that's what most of the pastors that I'm communicating with are hearing the need to have unity because from that point forward, God commands the blessing. I haven't met anyone that don't want to be blessed. Sure. Yeah, and so, but the the element of being fitly joined together, being submitted one to the other, ministry submitting one to the other, there's a tremendous need, and I hear the voice of the Lord telling me that the ministry of San Antonio and this area is very key. You know, to to Texas. Sure. Uh, n- not that we're more special. It's just that it's key for me because this is where God sent me. Mm-hmm. And I want to be connected to ministries that are submitted one to the other. We're here to serve and support and encourage. And unity has got to be reached at all costs. And so uh, realizing that that paramount need mm-hmm. is where the blessing is waiting on us. And so we're passionate about that, right? And so we're working on more unity between the generations. Sure. I believe this is really going to help us. Absolutely. Well, you guys are definitely uh, paving the way for something that hopefully we can begin to to do in the church where where there is a, a blessing extending from one generation to the next generation. I, I think I read that somewhere that the blessing of God is supposed to extend to a thousand generations of, of those that love him. But sometimes it feels like every generation we start over and, and maybe we don't have to. And, and you guys are living proof of that. So Amen. appreciate what you're doing at New Life uh, Fellowship in, in Universal City, Pastor Dwayne and, and Pastor Devin. Um, if someone is... They don't have a church. They don't have a church home. They they are looking for a place to get plugged in, or, or maybe they, they just hadn't found that place yet. But uh, they're listening to you guys, like what they're hearing. Um, wh- when can they when can they come by? When do you guys have stuff going on? Well, man, we have uh, right now we have one worship experience on the weekend, and we like to call it an experience because we hope that when people come in, they're experiencing the presence of God. In fact, that that is probably our number one core value at our church is that people experience the, um, the, the presence of God. And that happens at Sunday um, at 10.30 a.m. Uh, really right now, that's the starting place. If anyone wants to get connected, they can come in and get connected there. Um, it's probably the easiest place to get connected. Other than that, and if, if anybody's in need and they're in our area in Universal City, we're um, open Tuesday through Friday um, during the day, and, and we'd love to pray with anyone, um, encourage anyone that needs encouragement. I don't think I don't think that the Holy Spirit uh, necessarily takes a break, even though we need to take a break sometimes <laughs> as human beings. But um, when it, whenever we're whenever our doors are open, we'd love to just minister to anyone that's that's needing it. So, and uh, New Life is located right off of sixteen oh four. Can you tell people how to get there the easiest way? Yeah, if you're coming from 35 um, and you exit going east on 1604 on the north side of San Antonio, obviously, then um, you'll pass um, Kitty Hawk Road um, and you'll come to exit FM 1976. And we're right there on the access road. Once you exit, if you're coming east, um, then then we'll be right there on the access road. If you're coming from the other side, 
Uh, it's also FM 1976, but there's a turnabout and, you know, Google doesn't like us very much. So <laughs> I've heard people get lost. <laughs> yeah, I got lost on the way there. They, they tried to send me somewhere else and I ended up in this field. So yeah, <laughs> it was a weird experience. Well, guys, thank you so much uh, for being with us today. Pastor Dwayne, Pastor Devin, uh, appreciate what you guys are doing on the northeast side and in Universal City in San Antonio. And uh, we just continue to pray for God's blessing on everything you put your hand to. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, thank you guys for being with us, all that are tuned in, listening to the show today. If you don't have a church and you're looking for a place to get plugged in, please do. We need every believing uh, person out there to be plugged into the body of Christ in San Antonio. And New Life Fellowship is a great place to get plugged in. Check out their website, newlifesa.net. That's newlifesa.net. You can get all kinds of information on there and uh, get plugged in. Get plugged in uh, with them on Sunday mornings at 1030, as Pastor Devin mentioned, um, or get plugged in somewhere. Um, just uh, add to the, the beautiful tapestry of what the Lord is building in San Antonio. We need every able-bodied believer and, and every prayer warrior and every person to add to the, uh, the kingdom of God here in San Antonio. And New Life Fellowship in Universal City is definitely doing that. So uh, join them on Sunday or check out their website, newlifesa.net. Thank you for being with us for our Church of the Week feature. I am Micah Coop, and keep listening to AM 630 KSLR, The Word in South Texas. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM 630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.